Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And we are so honored to be joined today by Maya Ford and Tiffany Nelson. Maya is a cultural communications pioneer, and Tiffany is the goddess of the universe, both working (laughs) out of Ford Momentum. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the podcast. Hola. Thank you so much. I do have a question before we begin. I mean, how many Hey Alexa jokes do you get in a day? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it depends like what crowd I'm hanging out with. But if it's anyone my parents age, they think it's the best joke ever. But I'll tell you when I was little, actually, I love it. You think it's the best joke ever? Oh, I love I love it. Every time we're in person, I'm like, hey, Alexa. (laughs) When I was little, no one knew my name. So I actually don't hate it. Like, I'm not mad at it. People know my name. So um, I'm okay. Yeah. No, you were first. Like, yeah, yeah, at least know it all. Like, you know everything. Yeah, totally. I wish, I wish, but um, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, okay, we digress. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks for asking, and thanks for being here. And we've been so excited for this interview. Um, ever since we learned what you do at your company, it just sounds so fascinating. And we'll get into that um in a little bit. But for right now, we would love if you both would just take a turn and introduce yourself and give a little bit about your background and, you know, how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Maya, do you want to start? Sure. So I started this firm six years ago in an effort to make sure that persons like me were included in communications infrastructure. And that often just looked like uh, we would we would put people in buckets that weren't really authentic. And I kept asking like, but who did you ask? And we don't do that at all. And where'd that data come from and who's analyzing it? So um, unfortunately, oftentimes the best things in your lives come because of trauma. And in 2017, uh, Tiffany and I both just been through so much trauma with environmental disasters. Hurricane Harvey came to Houston and disrupted our lives. And uh, I'd been caught in a mass shooting um, earlier that year. It's just a lot of chaos. And Tiffany and I lost almost everything. And it's a place that we found a lot of solace in each other, but we also began to discover that like we found a lot of genius in each other and recognition and reflection. And uh, I've been deeply humbled and honored to call Tiffany my partner in crime 
as we're just trying to pioneer something that is beyond us. Um, so in this space, uh, I'm probably a little bit more heady and uh, linear, and I'm the, I'm the one who claims science. And Tiffany keeps me grounded by always reminding me and practicing that everything in our lives is about the spirit and the wonder of the universe. So uh, this is a space that we do very well together. It's beautiful. I love it. It sounds like you have such a um, you have such an amazing partnership and good balance. Ambrosia and I are, are, are similar. We have to balance each other out that way. Um, mm -hmm. Tiffany, would love to hear a little bit more about you and your story. Uh, well, yeah, just like Maya said, uh, I hate Houston. And so <laughs> I told you I was going to do a big time. Um, <laughs> Because there was so much, it just keeps coming. And to be very, very frank, the literacy rate is low and I'm a literacy advocate. Um, I own my own literacy development company. I teach children how to read using culturally responsive instruction and programming. I support community with community education. So my values, as Maya just stated so eloquently, are very different from the corporate world, which is why I left the corporate world decades ago. I was good at it, made a lot of money, but it was it's very unfulfilling. It drains you. It's just not a system for us. So moving to Houston and not being able to engage in, I don't want to intellectualize everything because as Maya said, I am very spiritual, but not being able to engage in conversations that could actively improve, you know, the human condition for myself, my family and community was hard. And so when I met Maya, it was like, what, wait, what is going on here? Like, why didn't I meet you, you know, seven years ago? And so we started working together um, with her firm, Full Momentum, um, and I am acting project manager. And we've honestly been able to do some incredible things together. So yes, she balances me very well, keeps me grounded and saying, but wait, wait, we're, we're real humans. We have a meat suit. So we have to look at this differently. Um, and it's, it's, it's been very valuable. I'm, sometimes it's been uncomfortable. Sometimes it's been frustrating. Sometimes it's like, I'm not doing this. Bah! <laughs> but, you know, she's like, we got to do this. We, we have each other. So I'm grateful and happy to be here, ladies. Thank you. Yeah, what a beautiful um, partnership you two have together. And I could have definitely used you as a child. I grew up in Florida and I learned to read in Florida and they taught me how to memorize whole words. They never yep. taught me to actually break it down. So good, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Don't, don't, get me, don't get me started. Eh? I went to Florida schools too. I went to Florida <laughs> schools too. So sometimes when I'm like, uh, uh, sorry, I went to a Florida school. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm working on it still. No big Wait, deal. Amy, it's when fine. did you go to a Florida school? Didn't you grow up in I went to elementary school in um, Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, well, so also, I just want to say, Amby and I can relate to like everything you just described about working with a partner who is so, and I think that those are the best You can partners. guess which one I am. Oh, no, but, totally. <laughs> But those totally. are the best partners when when you can just say to each other, I don't want to do this or like I'm so scared right now or whatever it is and and still be safe within that partnership. And I think those are the people that can come together and really get stuff done because there's not a lot of the BS that isn't being dealt with. You know what I mean? So 
The yeah. level of authenticity is so vital. And yeah. that just gave me goosebumps because that's really what Tiffany and I are moving towards is, you know, we're in our mid forties. Uh, we're black women in America. I'm also Panamanian. So we come from a lot of like different mixtures of our cultures, but ultimately we're out here raising ourselves. No one taught us to be prepared for our first million dollar deals. No one taught us like, you know, they talk to us about what is possible in terms of uh, in black culture. There's a saying that you have to be twice as good to get just the minimum of what anybody else gets. So we're already trained to work ourselves literally until like we ignore the pain, we ignore suffering, mm. we're exhausting, we're taught to ignore our fears, we're taught you just plow through it like goats. And uh, Tiffany and I are really on this mission to address this differently, to say what happens when we just wake up and we're enough. Like just whatever we have is enough. Tiffany, you know, we do blackout periods. I want her to talk about that. But what happens when our standards are appropriate for what we have? And yeah. like, we're not hustling to get something more than what we have. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about, you know, possibilities like Maya said, you know, yeah, it's possible. Anything is possible. I tell my children the same things, but plausible, very different. Right. If you are run down, worn down, exhausted from just being alive, um, you know, it's we, we can't even begin to have this whole survival conversation and just life in and of itself and all that it comes with. It just exhausts you and you factor in this oppression. Right. It's OK. But I, I, that's what I said. And you're ignoring me because, again, it's this literacy language and communication. Um, it's, it's, it's exhausting. And, you know, Maya knows, uh, back in November after this last project, we just did huge project, huge project. I was like, babe, I'm sorry, but I just, I gotta go away. Cause I just, I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out between being a wife and a homeschooling mom and working and I'm exhausted. So I, I went away. And in that going away, I got an opportunity to release my album. Like I got an opportunity to write a couple books, you know, to do some things to paint, you know, just to wake up and be right. Mm. And it's it, it digs. It helps us to dig deeper into this conversation about what we are doing, what we're really doing here. It's what is this time space continuum when we're talking about the work these days, you know, uh, this this great resignation didn't just start, this rest resistance didn't just start, all of these movements that are trendy and, you know, yeah. sprawled out about on social media. No, it's more visible now, but there's been a lot of us saying, you know, screw this, nobody wanna do this, like this is yeah. too much forever, you know? And us being able to center the conversation is great because it's necessary and it's cathartic, but there has to be something done to physically uproot it. And programs like yours, um, the work that we do, you know, there's a lot of really, really good stuff, but unity consciousness is something that we have 
got to spend more time on because we are so divided on so many things and I get as part of nature. However, as a human race, <laughs> it's not progressive. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not. And it's embarrassing to be honest, you know? Yeah. Wholeheartedly so, agree. Yeah. And actually, well, that's a really, I want to dive into that with you guys as well. But before we do that, I want to circle back around to the work that you two are doing. Like what specifically is the work that you're doing with Ford Momentum? Um, because it, what we've heard so far just sounds so important and fascinating and an interesting way to look at things. So yeah, tell us more about that. Oh, this is so Maya go, babe. Go, go, go. <laughs> okay, she's looking because I told her I wasn't going to talk too much. Because uh, no, <laughs> I get excited. Yeah. So uh, the gist is, is that we use a method called the standard of love, and it's built upon five pillars. It starts with literacy. We cannot solve what we cannot name. Mm. Uh, so you have to get on the same page before you move anywhere together. Mm. Uh, values, what is important to you, and how much is it worth? Um, Oftentimes in a multiple choice format or in any space, we don't really ask people what they want. We give them options to choose from. And that's not the same as like, well, what if I don't want any of that on the menu? And so Americans in particular, I would argue this is global. We oftentimes keep choosing the same BS that we don't necessarily want. And we've never slowed down to to build, create, protect things that we really value. Mm. So this is where Interbloom does great work because you all are values centric. Um, And then the third pillar is self-esteem. So when you do things that make people feel better about what they're doing, they are more open to trying new things or trying different because at the end of the day humans must change we just don't want it to hurt right so when you typically get resistance to change it's usually because there is a fear of the unknown a fear of discomfort displacement or a fear of some type of pain that can be ego that can be toxic um, environment it can be a lot of things so self-esteem is a very big deal And when you apply conversations or change management to people's values, it's easier to get them to feel better about what they're doing. When those three things are compiled, you move into the fourth pillar, which is economic power. The truth is is that humans are our own worst enemy. We keep making these decisions that are bad for us. Everybody has to give something up. Nobody, like everyone has to do it. We control the economic power. It is not out of our hands. It's within our purview, our control. And we have to take accountability for that. And when you get those four things, it's systemic, right? You then get justice, wholeness, completion, wellness. And that process is iterative. So it's cyclical, a continuum. And where Tiffany and I balance is we bring this very easily in those five steps to governments, businesses, um, private and public alike. Uh, We bring it to communities. What we're learning though, is that it's dynamic and we cannot yet explain this uh, 
scientific miracle of something happening between values and self-esteem, it creates a reflection in people to be able to own it for themselves. And it's not always a positive reflection if what you're doing is against your values, right? right? So it's creating this standard that you get to own, control, be accountable to you for yourself, with your peers and the world at large. Um, So we're still pretty early in it. We're on a 20 year mission, we're six years in. Uh, We're getting much further than we thought. And we're seeing ridiculous results spiritually. The work is all spiritual. So it's a a dance. Um, Some people take it like, ooh, love and business. And we say, that's the missing element, which is why everything's so fucked up. You need love and business because humans need affection and sentiment and we need reflection. Now where... um, sometimes I even struggle is that the pull on my sentiments consistently can be exhausting for me. Mm-hmm. So I tend to leverage Stolo as a boundary keeper. Like, nope, I said what I said. I don't want to get emotional with you. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just said what I said. And that's how we're going to do this. Whereas Tiffany is much more vulnerable and leverages her solo differently to be able to lead first with sentiment. And so I'm still weak in spaces of being able to leverage all that I know about my values. I value mm-hmm. humans and joy and all of those things, but I'm still on this journey to practice it in a balanced way. Everyone will have this. This is yeah. not new. I mean, and I think, you know, just to that point briefly, Um, with the swapping of the leadership, right? So I go in because when we're talking about relationships and I'm a relator, um, you you have to have trust. And this is something that we are also disrupting in the industry. You exchange language um, for that reason, right? You're communicating your ideas and you're, you're wanting to see if there is some relativity there. So for many, especially the communities that we served, communities of color, marginalized, disenfranchised, all the buzzwords, diverse, all those buzzwords, the communities that we serve, that we are a part of, that look like us, feel like us, think like us, uh, sometimes that's, it's difficult because they, again, they've never been able to trust. It's like, wait a minute, I don't trust you. I don't know you. So for me, being a whole human is my only goal here. Like there's nothing else to do on this planet. <laughs> like I, yeah. I've been looking nothing, you know? So it's, yeah, I'm going to show up. This is who I am. If I say, I love you, I love you. Now, I may not like you, but that's different, Mm -hmm. right? I respect you. I'm here. I'm listening. And, you know, to Maya's point, it's very uncomfortable when you get into the space of, wait, I'm at work and I shouldn't behave like this and I shouldn't say this and I shouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but you are at work, you are actually, if it weren't you and your body doing the work, like, like I'm confused. And so when we talk about this, this grand theme of personality, you know, from a psychological, you know, standpoint, it's disturbing because it's, oh, be this, this, and be this here, you know, and you're just Mm. moving parts around and you really don't know who you are at a point. And so this is what we've seen through the work that we do, right? 
um, in communications. It's, I said what I said. What did you hear? Oh, you didn't hear that. Oh, mm. okay. You know, illiteracy, um, functioning illiteracy, low self-esteem, um, the lack of values that are authentic. Um, and of course, economic power, you know, you want to, we've had clients where it's like, well, Casey, you can't afford what we're offering and that's fine. Um, but it also proves waste, you know, from a, a, a government perspective. It's like, okay, even a company perspective, an organizational perspective is this is a waste, you know, that you spend money on other things and you, you don't want to invest in really mirroring your imagery, you know, who you say you are and you're, you're saying you serve these people, but, but you don't, you're right. not even personal with Isn't them. Isn't that what the great resignation is too, right? To me, the great resignation is this reflection of whether or not I'm even, am I being authentic to me and to like what I'm yes. bringing here? Totally. And I think that Stolo is part of that. It forces authenticity, it, but it's with you first. So like you cannot address it any differently other than you. You wake up with you, you go to bed with you, you were born mm -hmm. with you, you're gonna die with you, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So like what happens when you are not authentic? What happens is we oftentimes find people that, how'd you even get here, yo? Like you're a genius <laughs> in this other space. What are you doing here? You hate it, they hate it, you hate yeah, them. Yeah. You're in the wrong place, baby, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's and so interesting. And I think this this happens when you live for other people or oh, yeah. people's expectations of what they want of you. Well, they, think about that. Yeah, think about that. Think about that. It's the mirroring in the media. Right. That mm -hmm. we are consuming because it's information, whether it's our parents, whether it's the community, whether it's what we read, what we see visually, we're taking in information that tells us you're not you be someone yeah. else. Mm -hmm. Someone else. We were, yeah. we were or just you talking. can't do it or you shouldn't do it. Right. Or you can do it. Like I often say, sometimes you just need one person to believe in you enough mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. show you that you can do it, to show you yeah. that it's you're capable of it. So true. You two are, are those ladies doing that. We were. Yeah. Um, we we're trying. Were, Oh, we trying, doing, Andy. You're doing it. We were just talking about this yesterday about um, like happiness and why so many people are unhappy, and it, it all relates back to it's just a different, it's just another layer of what you're talking about, which is the consumerism. This this like illusion we've been sold that if you just get this job that you don't really like, and you get this house that you can't afford, <laughs> and you get this car that looks cool, but it's again you can't afford it. Um you'll be happy. And it's like, actually, everyone's miserable because they're living this life that is completely inauthentic to them because they've been sold this dream that they think they're supposed to have, but they don't, that's not actually their dream. It's the, uh, like patriarchy's dream for us to be. It is. It's a very tangible standard yeah. and it, yeah. it leaves yeah. no room or very little room for you to, you know, consider the intuitive, the humanness of it. It's like, so if I just get a bunch of stuff, I have to take care of this stuff. I have to maintain this appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if I just show up as me, that's not, it should, it's not hard, you know? Yeah. So there, there's a lot that we are disrupting and we are looking to defragment and, and we're doing it with data because people don't listen to you until you say, ah, but I have proof. 
you yeah. know? Yeah. I'd yeah. love to know what the data looks like. Yeah, yeah, how are they using the data? <laughs> Tiffany always challenges me in this because what we're learning is um, the truth is, is we're not afraid of failure. I'm particularly great at failure. I fail. I mean, fail early and often. Oh, yeah, for real. Um, what we enjoy about failure, though, what we what, what we value about failure is that it gives us immediate response, very you know, like fast. So we're trying something and it ain't working. And then we have to ask immediate questions like, why is it working? Isn't it working? Is it not working because we haven't given it enough time? Did we not put enough energy? Did we not ask the right questions? Whereas sometimes when uh, you're quote unquote succeeding and you're, you're measuring that to another standard that already right. exists, the comparison can be off because there's lots of variants that are so Absolutely. different, mm -hmm. you know? So we do very well, well in failure in that way. And the other thing is that the data isn't the only story. What we do differently is we don't use it to inform our next move. We use it to show us what we have and what we don't have. Mm -hmm. And that is fundamentally different. Uh, typically, the way to leverage data has said, oh, I'm going to go and confirm a question that I have, which is confirmation bias. And that is how data has been used against us. So we use concepts like black on black crime. Sure. First of all, black on black crime doesn't exist, right? Like yeah, it's it crimes against humanity. Boom. Um, but like in the US, it's something that we like to tout. And so there will be all of this data that shows that. But compared to what? White on white crime? White mm -hmm. on black crime, right? So like it's it's just an it's it's a, uh, it lacks integrity. And so what we do is we say, we have this sentiment, a theory, the qualitative, this is what Alexa and Ambrosia told us. Now let's go in and validate their actions quantifiably. So then we say, okay, what they said and what they did were equal or not equal. If they weren't, we don't say, oh, they're, they're liars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we say, mm -hmm. oh, we need to ask different questions because the way that we leverage data is that they should match. Right. right? Wow. So we are leveraging it in a way uh, to have it as a tool to support our curiosity, not as a tool to harm, not as a tool to uh, influence or to tell people that they are not. It's only used as a tool for authenticity. And that's fundamentally different than how data scientists have been doing business. Um, and I, I think that the other thing I want to mention is that people really don't, our biggest surprise in this business has been when we show people the evidence, we say, hey, what you said and what you did are different. Why? They're complete denying. Like, they're like, oh, no, that's not true. Like, people don't want to hear the truth, yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have been so like, yeah. oh, my God, Tiffany, what's going on? And Tiffany then is able to, like, go through the empath, um, through the somatic mm -hmm. components, the spiritual components, and help. Uh, in Spanish, the word is suavamente, right? Mm -hmm. To, like, caress that, to love. And my nature has been, like, 
I'm confused. Like I just sit there, I go to sleep, I take naps every day because I, I'm like, it's so logical to me. So we are still learning so much about how humans respond. Some humans love inspiration. Some need fear. Mm-hmm. And the ones who need fear, we don't approach. Our business model is to do no harm. We will never tell you that you are not enough. We will never, ever reflect the worst of you. We do not articulate or like drive you to say, if you don't do this, you won't, you won't have this. It's mm-hmm. only in the face of inspiration in ways that will help you to improve your own esteem. So, you know, the data is being used We hope responsibly. Fidelity is something Tiffany promotes. Integrity. Uh, We must do it this way, and it might be inking along. That's why we're on 20 years, right? Because it may not ever be fast and sexy and popular, but we want it to be true and real to humans and useful. Mm. That is so beautiful. What a a beautiful approach to something that can be really... um, I don't want to say ugly, but, but something that can be, you know, very fearful and, and scary for a lot of people. Traumatizing. Traumatizing. Yeah. Cause it can feel, you know, especially in business when you get a corporate job, it can feel like you're selling out. It can feel like, I know I'm not meant to do this, but I don't know what else to do. So I would love to know your opinion on how the pandemic shifted everyone's views on this because I feel like the pandemic has really opened up everyone's eyes to be like, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. There are people selling toys on YouTube. Surely you can find something that you enjoy. Yeah. So I, how, what are your, both of your opinions on that? This is another layer of the conversation Maya talked about, you know, presenting the data, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you say you're doing this, but are you really? And it goes back to my earlier point of really refuting that most paths should be linear and very highly transactional, right? I think what the pandemic did for us, because we were in the midst of like this, you know, I joke with her about it. Like we just climbed a mountain with no shoes on crutches. Literally the hardest project of our lives. And because we had to pivot, you know, because of COVID, you know, our original strategy was designed to be in person and field, and that was not a thing. So we had to pivot and move all of our resources to the digital marketing. Yeah. It was a beast. And and I'll tell you, Ambie, to answer your question in terms of you can do what have you, what even we found there internally and externally is the sensitivity of this conversation it spans, can you really do what you want to do? Because without the tools and the resources or without being able to reconfigure tools and resources, mm-hmm. I won't say fastidiously, just at a rate that really, really can you know, help you and not harm you, it's detrimental. We saw that during the pandemic. You know, During the project that we worked on, there were more than 20,000 some odd evictions go to the docket yeah you know you're thinking in the back of your head here this is an affordable housing study but this is real for our communities every day this happens every day it's being exacerbated 
And yes, people are waking up to see like, whoa, what am I waiting for? People are dying, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, people have been dying. Like we are here to die. But the story in between and how we're quantifying the data with that story is access and equity. And yes, business owner, be a better business owner, Mm -hmm. right? Say what you say, mean what you mean. Yes, organization, community organization, be a better community organization. Yes, government, be a better government. Like, so this is what we really sought to highlight through the pandemic. Yes, you can do it. But if you are incapable and, and or may not have the capacity prior, then you probably were just like in the house of mirrors with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, in those two years, like, oh my God, like what is happening? Mm-hmm. And as, as difficult as the work has been at times, gratitude has always been the sentiment I, I lead with truthfully, because it is tough, but I do think about those who don't feel as if they have those opportunities, don't know where to begin, don't know who to ask for help because they're tired of asking for help. You know, there's so many layers to encapsulating this data and presenting it so that people can see it up close and personal, you know, and get it and get it, get it. You know, ideology is a thing. Um, Again, we're just there to prove that uh, what's real and what's not. <laughs> Something cool, though, uh, this is where Tiffany and I have a major difference in like how we see the world. So um, where we're aligned is that the universe is at a point of expansion right now. Mm-hmm. So this idea of creation and people are like, oh, let me try. This is where we are in the cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. So this right. is a brilliant thing. I don't think. I think, you know, well, she did say we're all born to die, which is, which is crass and true. true. It's true. You're not getting out of the situation alive. We're all going to die. So we're all, none of us make it out alive. None of us make it out alive. (laughs) So I tend to think that um, some of this is about generational, generational preparedness. And I actually don't, I'm I don't think a lot are going to make it through the next phase. I think COVID was part of that. Um, COVID was a a natural response. Like we've had pandemics before. And so it was nature's, uh, you know, ability to come in and kind of be like, yo, I have a cold humans chill. And some of us, yeah, it was like, you know, we're burning ourselves up. Mm -hmm. And so some of us listened to that and some of us actually were far ahead in listening to it. So Tiffany and I have long been practicing um, concepts of like having a good life, but not on the backs of other people's suffering, Mm -hmm. right? So like we've long been practicing ways to be more conscientious about our consumerism, creation, we've been creating I, how long before, like years before I've been sewing my own clothes and stuff and only buying from indigenous people. And like, we had been practicing that long before COVID. Our business model was COVID prepared, was pandemic prepared. We'd been practicing that for four years. So by the time the pandemic hit, we were like, okay, we know this. Mm -hmm. Um, So some people had more 
kind of like intuitive capacity with chaos by the time she came. Mm -hmm. And other people are still looking at it from a very traditional patriarchal perspective of very linear economics, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the pandemic is going to exploit neat, brilliant concepts for new things. But to Tiffany's point, we must be accountable to what we're creating. All work and good work or the right work. All mm-hmm. creations, just because we can, doesn't mean we should. We should. Yeah, exactly. And we have to be considerate of who and what and how we are stomping on others to get what we need and want in the process. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so powerfully said. And it's it's interesting because I was just right before this, I was on TikTok as I am. And I saw some, uh, a TikTok about um, this guy was reporting on saying that, uh, I guess like Goldman Sachs, you know, it's a huge like financial company. Um, They, the CEO like demanded suddenly that uh, the company all return to the office. And apparently only half of them showed up. Like the other half was like, no. And they, and in the comments, Everyone was talking and it was the first time I saw people going like, we have to stick together on this. Like they can't make us do that. Like I'm never going back to that. And we have to, we, we can do it if we stick together. And I actually saw those conversations happening. I was like, oh, people are getting it. Like people are understanding like that, that we're very powerful and we can make choices here. And we're not just at the whim of, you know, what's being imposed on us in a way, yes, but we also have a lot of power and sway when we work together. If we don't work together, we're powerless. You know what I mean? So That's it's, it's, me and Tiffany too. So yeah. Tiffany is the person though, she's not staying behind because she's powerless. She's staying behind because she wants everybody to come and she loves everyone. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm like, I have a nap in 30 minutes. <laughs> We go now or y'all get left behind. Right. Right. Like I said what I said. So this is where we bifurcate, but we come together and it doesn't matter. I I kid you all not. We've had an expansive team and a tiny team. It does not matter. I'm the bad guy. Tiffany is the sweet one. (laughs) But but, but to to that though, truthfully, and I I know why that is. Number one, it's my maternal instincts on over, you know, overload. And it's two, it's because I do have a heart for children. Again, I I joke all the time, like, give me the kids. Y'all can keep the adults. Because um, when we're talking about possibly being left behind, it's a matter for me of consciousness, right? Mm. And literacy is the gateway, So, you know, to Ambie's point, you grow up, you learn sight words, you learn ABC. That is not the way to learn how to read. So if we're indoctrinating these babies and they're growing up as unconscious adults, of course, they're going to be left behind. Not not always, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. So to Maya's point, it's, yeah, I do want to be able to pour in to those who are willing and open. And that has been the difference that I have found in doing this work. You must be open. But even in your illiteracy and and that functioning, you may not even know what opening is. And so at least having the conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you'll hear Mm -hmm. something that resonates because you are human and we are all human before we are anything else. We are all human. Um, But it it's a very layered conversation about, yeah, who goes, who stays. And Maya knows this. I tell her this all the time. 
I am one that just does not want to participate in this. It's so awful. It's like the worst B-side movie with the worst, like with a $500 budget. You know, it's like, what is this? Is this a major television? It is illogical. We get into spaces and we're like, but for real? And let me tell y'all, we work with governments. Yeah. We get way too much credit. (laughs) Like Like, for that being intelligent. Oh, I mean, like the decisions that that we give away as as residents, as humans to people who not just literacy in terms of text, emotional literacy, cultural literacy, art literacy, literacy, financial literacy, natural literacy, like spiritual literacy. Yeah. But do you also think that that's because we as citizens are not educated enough to not understand to give that power away. Does that make sense? Yes. Because I feel like some of the way the government writes bills, some of the way that they do things like that is intentionally trying to mislead us or it's intentionally trying to say, oh, look at this shiny object, but this is what we're really trying to do. Well, think about it. Overwhelm us too. Yeah. Think about it, Ambie. Like, and this is this is where you know it's it's a very plain and basic. <laughs> the English language, which has now more than one million words, mm-hmm. is fucking rhetoric. It's yeah. insufficient. Yeah, it is. Of it course, I'm going to tell you this and show you something else. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. That's part of it. But mm-hmm. if you can't decipher. And you don't know what's real because remember, you're consuming imagery and information that says everything's okay. Everything's okay. Even though I'm outside of your door with shotguns, everything's okay. Right. Then you'll believe it's okay. And you'll open the door and get blown away. My point is it's, it does require a new actionable conversation. And this is what we're pushing Absolutely. We're pushing that narrative like, okay, it's fine for you to say, to your point, um, Alexa, when you talked about Goldman Sachs, you know, they produced the the study that said bet on black women. You've been betting on us forever. We've always been the mules. We've always done all of your work. We've been your 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 labor force. (laughs) Now you want to bet on us? So you give us $10,000 grants and you say, okay, that should help your business. When it doesn't, stop Mm. it. You're exploiting. And these are the things that we need to be aware of beyond this conversation. Because you ladies, again, are doing the work. Let's have some real conversations about the intersectionalities here. This patriarchy, you know, this misogyny, like this is awful. But it also requires that I hold Maya accountable, Maya hold me accountable, balancing it outright. So this narrative of, yes, let's stick together, but amidst robots who are telling us what to do all the time, relearning how to do that with each other, mm. right? And saying, okay, we can stick together, but we need a plan because these idiots right. are clueless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Amy's point, you know, I think the short answer is absolutely. If you're in a system and you don't know how to leverage the system, then you're never going to get it right. But the other part for Stolo is what we're we're asking and encouraging is create your own damn system. Period. And that's fundamentally anti, it's so American yet anti-American in the same sure way, is. right? Like it's so American to pioneer your own new thing that works for you, but it's not, it's potentially bucking the mm. foundation of what America Democratic says in the union. Eso, 
right? Yeah. So like it's a, it comes down to us for according to whom. And when you do it together, the dream, be it utopian, is what happens when you get to show up as part of your union just as you. And you don't have to play, you know, Alexa doesn't have to do Ambie's part and Ambie doesn't have to do Alexa's part. What happens when you're just enough? Right now, the way the system speaks to us is that we have to do all of these things. I'm highly educated, highly literate in multiple languages. We've got some stuff happening here that I had to go to a peer and say, I am so confused in this legal ease please, can you take an afternoon and tutor me? And even when she did, I said, I'm so confused and horrified. What what do I do? I feel helpless. She told me, oh, the legislators, the politicians, the, and the general public alike are confused. So like at this point, the system is out of control. It is so bad that it's breaking itself. It's, It's a snake eating itself. And it's becoming defunct. So we don't really have to, we don't concern ourselves with upholding that infrastructure or those systems, Ambi, that aim to confuse people. We are pushing for people to get deeper into themselves to create their own infrastructure. And what we'll find, because we're all human, is that that somatically, that will naturally, spiritually lead us to each other. Mm. Right. So like when you live your values, you will find your Tiffany, you will find Mm. your Alexa, you Mm. will find your Ambie. That's how the spirit of the universe works. The universe is the best partner you can have, but you have to play your part. So stop worrying about the worldly components of this infrastructure that doesn't work. I'm not Mm. saying don't vote because, you know, yeah. Yeah. Tiffany and I have, we have got, you know, we're like two sides of the same coin, but I am saying that you can you can choose which work is the right work for you. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and you don't have to. And what I'm hearing you say is like you don't have to focus all your energy on taking down this system that's already taking down itself. You can you know put put your energy where you feel it should go, and then yes. spend invest in your the dream that's inside of you and the values inside of you, okay. and bringing that into fruition. And I think that's that's just, what you two are. I mean, like clearly, you all are doing that. And it works. Yeah. So like you're not confused in its ability to work. You shouldn't be. It works. Yeah. And you want to, you want to, you know, if we're talking about tangibles, you want to be able to prove your own ROI. Where's my yeah. return? Yeah. That's right. You know, like if we have to make this so systemic, we have to look at some of the very same standards and, you know, thresholds they oppose. Well, wait a minute. Well, I don't have an ROI. Well, what, what am I doing here? Which lowers our self-esteem. It's Great nice. point. So recognizing your value actually increases the value. Totally. Right? Like yeah, acknowledging yeah. and owning that. And there's nothing that anyone can do. This is a free practice. You don't have to pay us to come and do this. It's not rocket science. It's not, you don't need a therapist. You need you, your creator, your evidence, And I believe, we believe that you will find like-minded, you will see the reflection of yourself in the others that you need to, right? Like it will come. But you must practice. And and that's, that's, you must practice. I say this all the time. Everything is practice until it's perfect practice. You must intentionally practice. And that is, that is, 
the difference, Ambie, in the system, right? It's like, no, you, you just get up there and just say shuck and jive, you know, like I saw this video of this politician the other day. I'm like, what is this dude too? And I'm like, see, I can't, I can't. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, Scotty, what are you doing with the button up there? <laughs> I, I, I think we all relate or I've been lately, like, um, just one last thing on politicians, like, uh, with everything that's been going on in Ukraine recently and seeing their leader and feeling his heart and feeling his values and his, and, and where, how grounded he is, how much he loves his people, how much he loves his country and how he leads them. It is the most stark difference in the entire world from what we know as leaders. And it, mm-hmm. it confirmed to me why it drives me insane when I see our leaders giving a speech because it just doesn't, it doesn't, I don't connect. Like it doesn't It's not feel, human. Yes, it's it all, feels robotic. Exactly. It, it does. Sure. And well, think about the colonization. And this is where we can start having these very sensitive conversations about, you know, being enslaved and, yeah. you know, you're still in my people and you uphold, you know, your BS. It's it's always been that way. It was never about people. It was yeah. about stuff. In yeah. ownership, in hierarchy, and yeah. I'll have this and I'll do that and power. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, it, while it may be, human to a degree it's not human enough yeah so a lot of us have been like yeah i'm not doing it i'm not doing it i'm sorry i mean and like my said we 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 do differ and this difference helps me to see things differently it helps me to keep asking questions it is my scientist that reserves that space of saying you know what you know maybe maybe i should try it and i'm like no i'm good (laughs) (laughs) well that's the other the other image that i have is like holding groceries instead of getting a grocery cart at the store. I do because you have time, all Andy. of this stuff. Totally. Yeah, you have all this stuff and you're like, okay, I'm happy. I'm happy, but things are spilling out and you can't collect your thoughts. You're you can't get stuff. any more stuff. Oh, wow. And you're not happy. Totally. You're not happy. You just totally. have shit, yeah. essentially. Oh. Totally. It really is. Um, it's a perfect, perfect, perfect example there. Because yeah. I do it all the time. And I'm like, but wait, I can't get the rest of my stuff. <laughs> Well, I do go it for too, the basket. Too. I yeah, do it too. Cool. I'm like, just get the shopping cart. Honestly. No, seriously. <laughs> it's, it's psychological. You try to trick it. I'm only going to spend $30. I'm only going to get two things. <laughs> yeah. This this has truly been such an amazing conversation. And honestly, we could talk to you two for a very, very long time. I, I just looked at the clock and was like, oh my goodness, we are at the it's end of an hour. An hour. Yeah. And so we'll have to have you guys back on if you're interested in coming yes. on and talking more because I feel like you're just, you know. We could do this for a long time. So, but before totally. before we sign off here, tell people how they can find you, how they can reach out to you, how they can follow you and your work, um, how they can engage with you, all of that. Just let them know where they can get at you. So right now you can visit us at our website, thefordmomentum.com. And uh, I'm a little too human. We're both too human for, for social media. I... Yeah. There's so many pictures and like, I can't talk to people (laughs) and we're in the field a lot talking to to humans. We're humans, humans. Um, And then our contact information is on, on our website. And we do just want to encourage people to remember, um, of course, we're always here to serve. So if community members have projects, 
um, that they want to use Stolo. We can send materials on that. We're open for hire, but we do focus on hiring professionals in the communities that we serve. So we have a, a process for what we call circular economy, where we're coming in to help to really truly invest and develop in people. So we're just very proud of you two and so thankful for your time and your own standards and your own values. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. honored to have you here, truly. Definitely. This has been just one of the most expansive conversations I think we've had all year, if not like in our podcast history, and we've done this four years. So thank you two for what nice. you're doing. I also wanted to tell you real quick before we sign off um, and say goodbye that as we were live streaming on Facebook, there was a lot of comments coming in of people resonating so deeply, and I just didn't want to break up the conversation. So um, just to reflect back to you real quick. So Taylan said, this is such a must, much needed conversation. Uh, Amanda said, it feels like the corporate environment tries to steal your personality and personal spark, um, keeping us fearful, et cetera. Um, people just saying, this is exactly what I needed to hear. This is powerful. So that's just, um, Amanda just said, you ladies are all beautiful in every way. I love what you are doing. So I just wanted to pass that on to you too. Awesome. Just a reflection of you all. We're all, it is. Right? We are. We're all intended to be here. We are. There's, no one can take that away from us. Absolutely. So I'm very proud of all of you. You as Can't well. Can't wait to see you. Come to Texas if we can keep the lights on. We uh, <laughs> we are coming to Texas and we'll be in Austin in um, June. Is that far from you? Nah, I'm only like three hours away. Houston oh, has God. better food, so come see me and okay. we'll go. <laughs> we're, we'll message you because we we're do a doing food tour. We're doing a little event fun. there, um, Ambrosia Channels. I don't know, and and we're doing like a little spiritual what? event there. So yeah, we'll message oh, you. We'll message you. We'd love to have you. No big deal. Totally. That would be awesome. All right, ladies. We'll have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. It was thank you so so nice. And everyone watching and listening, thank you so much uh, for supporting us. We love you. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Ciao. (laughs) If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.